You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. First Peter chapter 2. Let's read it, verse four, here we go. So Peter says this, as you come to him, the living stone, capital S, speaking of Jesus, the living stone, big phrase, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. I'm gonna marinate on that in a minute. You also like living stones. So then Jesus, the living stone, and then he's saying you're like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture, it says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. Same language right there, chosen and precious. And this one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe the stone is precious, same word, big fisherman Peter saying precious over and over again. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you, and here it is, some some identity speaking right here. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Then big phrase, that. It's kind of a purpose clause. Here's your identity, why, that, here's what you do as a result, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Another phrase, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Father, we love you today. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We pray that it would come alive in our hearts. We pray that you would help us to take these phrases that Peter says to the early church, and we pray that they would come alive in our hearts, that they would make up who we are. We pray that you would do that. And God, we ask, Lord, that we would be a people that really are a light to our city and really are a light to our nation and really are a light to the nations. And we thank you for the opportunity to to sponsor kids and make a difference in the lives of kids in Haiti. And God, I just pray your blessing on that project. Uh, We pray your blessing uh, on this service. We love you. And all of Radiant Church said, amen. Amen. That second song that we were singing today is an identity forming song. We were singing, I am a child of God. I'm no longer, right? Remember that? We were declaring it. I am a child of God. What is it? It's getting, okay, the right ideas in our minds of who we are. Like we want to be worshipers that declare who God is. And when we declare who God is, it helps us understand who we are. And we have people all around us that will try to speak into our identity, who they say that we are. And the big question is, will you believe what God says about you? Or will you believe what others say about you? If you believe what others say about you, you will in time become miserable in the rat race of trying to win their affection, their applause. But if you allow yourself to define your life, how you define success based upon how God sees you. I am a child of God. It'll change your life. And you've always got voices that are telling you. You've always got voices that it's a temptation to believe what they say. And you're deciding, you're making the choice to which voices you're gonna let in. 
I remember uh, when I was a teenager, I had a, a guy that took me out to eat. He said, David, I love what you're doing. I think it's great. You're, you've started these ministries and da, 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 da. And he said this, I want, I'm, I want to help you out though. He said, this passion and this zeal that you possess for God, it's going to die. And I just think that you need to know that it's not, it, it, it can't last. Now, in that moment, I had to kind of figure out, is this guy bringing me truth or is this guy bringing me not truth? And even though he was, he was trying to help, to be honest with you, is very discouraging to me. And so a part of my life was, you know, kind of that bulldog 15-year-old with the mullet. I was going, watch this, it ain't gonna die. You know, it's that, it's that question of who are you gonna listen to? And right here, we've got Pastor Peter. And through this entire text, he is telling persecuted Christians who they are. They are living with potentially friends that die for their faith. They are under Roman rule. They are suffering. And this text in 1 Peter 2 is really what what I'm calling just a battering ram of just declaration. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. And today in the few minutes that we have together, I just wanna take Pastor Peter's words and I wanna just kind of unpack them. And my hope is, is that they would come alive inside of us and that we would get inside of us who we are, not based upon what the culture says, not based upon what our checkbook says, not based upon anybody else, but I want what the word of God says about me to form me and make up who I am, how I see myself. One of the most important things about you is how you see God. And then after you see how you see God, it enables you to see how you see yourself because it's not based upon the lens of everybody else. It's how does God see me? The only way that you're able to declare that song, I am mm, a child of God is because of what God has done for you. And so the idea is, is that we get this identity forming phrases, ideas deeply embedded in our minds and in our hearts so that we can walk out what God has for us. And so in this text, I love it here right at the beginning where he says this phrase, where he says, rejected by humans, the living stone, speaking of Jesus, rejected by humans, but he says this, but chosen by God. And I just love this and precious to him. Now, I don't know what's going on in Peter's mind, but I know that if you walked with God incarnate, Jesus on the planet, and you're writing these ideas, undoubtedly he has memories in his mind. He's got movies in his mind of what it was like to be with Jesus. And when he says the phrase rejected, I just was thinking, I wonder all the different times that's going through his mind. There's the moment in John six where Jesus is teaching, it's a hard message and the crowds turn and decide not to follow him. They reject him. There's a moment where Jesus is with the disciples and he has the last supper and then the disciples scatter just before the cross. There's a moment where Peter could be even thinking, man, even I rejected him, denying that evening three times. Then you've got going before Jewish leaders rejected. Then you've got going to be whipped, rejected, eventually crucified. And this idea, as Peter looks to rejected believers, people that in their lifetime, what they're going through is not prosperity, it is persecution. And he says, 
You are also like the living stone. You, the living stones, you, rejected by humans. But as Jesus is precious, you're precious to God. And I want you to get in this. Here's Peter. And it's this declaration of, I want you to, I want you to find out who you are. I want to declare it. And as we get into the text, he starts just communicating. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me remind you. Let me tell you who you are. And he goes into this phrase, let me break it down a little bit, where he says that Jesus is our cornerstone. Now, when he says this, this is, this is not new material that he's saying. Jesus actually, in Matthew 21, referred to himself as the cornerstone. And he said that he was the, cornerstone, he was the stone that the builders rejected. What that meant was the cornerstone uh, was the precious stone that everything was built upon. It was the stone that everything leaned upon, often the most expensive stone. And so when he says that he was rejected, he was the stone that the builders threw out, but he's actually the cornerstone. It's actually a fulfillment of Psalm 118. So it's like all through the text. So it's not Peter's idea. Jesus is quoting Psalm 118 and Peter's quoting Jesus. And it's this idea that the one that everybody else rejected, the one that was rejected by humans, by mankind, is the one that God has chosen. And here is the 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 one that he calls precious, he delights in, he loves. I was thinking about Peter, even as Peter was thinking about that he was re- that Jesus was rejected, but precious and chosen. And I just had the thought, I don't know, but I, I wonder if, if Peter's remembering even that moment at the Mount of Transfiguration, like Matthew 17, where Peter, James, and John get to go with Jesus and all of a sudden, Jesus' face shines bright like the sun and the audible voice from the father says, this is my son whom I love. Like you've got these identity forming moments from God, the father, Jesus on the earth. And I just think that here's this moment where Peter is saying, Jesus is the cornerstone. Get right who Jesus is. Let him be the one that is your cornerstone. Let him be what you're all in all. Let him be truth. Let him be what you're dependent on. Let him be the foundation. And you get that cornerstone right. And then you can know who you are. Then you'll, you'll start to figure out what you're about. And what I want you to get is, Jesus, I want you to be my cornerstone and then you can even ask this, these, answer these questions and be able to figure out if he's actually your cornerstone. Because we know how to sing it, and I love singing about it. Christ alone, <clears throat> cornerstone, right? Or we sing, I will build my life upon your love. I don't know the rest. But, but it's, it's these, I, we sing these songs. You're the cornerstone, I will build my life. But he, let's just ask that question, okay, God? Are you, are you the foundation? Are you the cornerstone? Jesus, are you central in my life? What functionally, what do I get excited about? What am I dependent on? Like when I am stressed out, what do I run to? When I, when I am afraid and fearful, who do I go to? Are you, are you really, are you really my cornerstone? Are you really central? And when you get, okay, Jesus, you're my cornerstone. You're my all. You're number one. Then you can start to identify who you are 
are because your identity comes out of Jesus being the cornerstone, first place, central worship, number one in your life. And so then you've got, okay, the voice of what God says about me is higher than what everybody else does. I had this week, uh, I, got, I received an email that kind of made my week. So I'm just gonna read it to you. You guys remember when uh, Les Beecham came? Uh, he's a pastor of a church in Omaha. He came on the only Sunday you all have ever come, the day we had Corey Asbury. I have no idea why you all came on that Sunday. But anyway, uh, we had Corey Asbury that day and suddenly you all came and, and Les was here and Les spoke and Les and I have been friends for about 16 years and a good friend of mine. He's, I think he's in his early 60s or so. Uh, just, just love him and the church that he pastors and I got an email from him this week and I just thought I'd read to you the first sentence and the last sentence. We'll, we'll skip the middle, but just hear me out. David, great to hear from you. You are one of my favorite people on planet earth. Just right there. Let's just stop. Just, mm, so good. Then let's skip all the details. Last sentence. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> You're a great pastor. What's up? Leader. Oh yeah. Visionary and son like I got that email and I was just like, what's up, baby? Like, I'm all right, right? And here's Pastor Les. I'm not saying that I'm persecuted, but he's still encouraging me. Speaking and just speaking life and some identity, some formation. And here you've got, you got Pastor Peter, kind of like Pastor Les. And he's speaking to these guys as they're persecuted, as they're hurting, and he's speaking identity, he's declaring. And he's saying, hey, scattered, hurt, beat down, rejected. But hey, you're part of a narrative that is supernatural. You are. You're, 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 you're being made into a, a spiritual house part of who you are like this is this is a big deal and you are a chosen people and imagine the joy of finding out you are chosen by God and you are a royal priesthood you have relationship with God the curtain has been torn and you are a royal priesthood and you are a holy nation you are set apart you, you, you are, and then it's this last phrase, you are God's special possession. You read that and you start to go, all right, all right. My life has dignity, not based upon all the external things that I'm tempted to believe give me dignity, but based upon Christ, the cornerstone. And if he is my foundation, if, if, all, if all I'm building is on him, then I am a part of what he's doing. I am, I am, I'm an expression of him on the planet today. And, and actually these phrases go even further back. These are phrases that come out of Exodus that Yahweh spoke to Moses. <laughs> he's saying, my chosen people, and, it, and then you've got Peter and he's giving them dignity. And he's saying this, you are a part, hey. And he's speaking this right into them. And today I wanna look at you. And I don't know what are the, uh, the identity pieces that you're tempted to build your life upon. You've got a lot of voices. 
Sometimes if they're, if they're praising you, then you falsely get built up with pride. If they're attacking you, you get deflated. But it's easy to find identity, who I am, based upon what others say. And I wanna invite you to let Pastor Peter, just like he did the early church, look at you and say, hold on a second. If Christ be central, if Christ be the cornerstone, if Christ is all to you, guess what? Guess what you have? Guess who you are? Your identity is completed in Christ. It is Christ alone. <clears throat> cornerstone. Half the time we don't sing that song because you don't know what you're talking about. You're like, what's a cornerstone? He's a cornerstone. It's that precious peace that everything else is built upon. And when you're singing that, you're declaring, I am wholly dependent on God. I'm built, I'm banking my future. And because of that, whether I'm rich or poor, good looking or not good looking, or whatever everybody else might say, all the different ways that people would define you. You're not building your life based upon those things. You're building, I will build my life upon your word, right? I'm declaring, this is, this is who I am. And I may live in a culture that tries to tell me who I am so that they can get something out of me or so that I can do their mission, but my life has been transformed by Christ, the cornerstone. Peter is declaring this. And I think Peter's declaring this because I think this meant the world to him. Because there is forever that famous moment in Matthew 16, where Jesus speaks identity into Peter. You remember the moment in Matthew 16 where Jesus said, so who do people say that the son of man is? I say, well, some say you're like John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, one of the prophets. Some say you're like Jeremiah. Well, what about you, Jesus says? Who do you say that I am? And you know the story. Peter jumps up and says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And this is the moment where Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, Son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are, there's a little identity right there. You are, change the name, Peter, rock, stone, Peter. You are, I'm gonna change your name. Hey, guess what, Peter? (laughs) I'm gonna use you. Hey, guess what, Peter? You, You gotta believe what I say about you. Hey, there's gonna be a lot of people that say some things about you, but Peter, I want you to believe what I say about you. And in this text now, Peter passing it on, paying it forward, looking at people that are suffering and are persecuted and going through hardship. And I think he's breathing life into them where he's saying to them, let me tell you who you are. You are, you are a spiritual house. Hey, this isn't just about you and God. This is about we and God. Like you're a part of the church of Jesus Christ that is declaring and possessing even what it means to be the presence of God. And so it is no longer a temple building. It's, it's human hearts. It's you. you, you and, it's, and it's not just you. It's, it's, it's not you singular. It's, it's y'all. <laughs> it's y'all, as Oklahoma talk. It's y'all working together and y'all being together forming a spiritual house like living stones and forming the people of God. 
you've got some identity in who Christ is your cornerstone and now you're part of the people of God and you bring you what God's given you and your spiritual gifts and you demonstrate to the people of God what God has done inside of you and then you become this light that shows the nations, that, that, that helps the city. People can see what God is like because of how you, you've got God all in you and you gather together with saints and you guys, you all are the people of God. I heard one preacher say it this way. He said, it's so easy in our individualistic society to think it's just Jesus and me. And he said, and we, we can so often just kind of push the church aside and just, well, if I can just do just me and Jesus, I'm good. But this language here in 1 Peter 2 is about we. It's about we're all living stones and, and God's using us. And so he said it this way. He said, he said, it's kind of like a blackjack table, which I couldn't have used this illustration in my childhood, but I can use it now. And it says where you're sitting there at the table and it's just you and the dealer and you don't care about the other people. It's just me and the dealer. So that's kind of sometimes how we act. We kind of act like, well, it's just me and God. But the truth is, hey, it's we, it's the whole table. It's not just Jesus and me, it's Jesus and we. And you've got Peter here and he's making this declaration. He goes, you are like a spiritual house. He goes, you got, you got God inside of you and you're, you guys are you, you guys make up the house. Like, do you know who you are? Like, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's special possession. I mean, even that last phrase, his special possession. Like you could go, God's special possession, maybe it's the mountains, no. Maybe it's the oceans, no. It's you. Me, you, ah, oh, yeah, like his people, like you. That gets all up inside of you and it transforms, it changes, it forms us till we go, you know what? Christ is my all in all. It is Jesus, he is my cornerstone. And who I am is not based upon my followers on Instagram, money in my bank account, what other people say about me. Who I am is based upon what he says about me. And so what I want for us is that that would get deeply embedded, that we would define our lives, not based upon all the external circumstance, not what other people say, but what the word of God says. Christ, cornerstone, central piece. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dependent on him, but it's out of him that I find who I am. It's, it's, it's more true. It's more true than the car that I drive or it's more true than, the, it's, it is, it's bedrock. It's the central piece. And I love right here, this next phrase, because it says that, and this is the fun part. He says, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Okay, so Christ, my cornerstone, yes. My identity comes not from exterior, not from what people say, not from my success, not from my money, not from my talent, not from my retirement, not from all those things. My, I, I, I form who, how I see myself. I am 
a child of God. I am a part. I am a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen people, God's special possession. I, I find my identity in Christ. And then Peter, Pastor Peter, he adds this. The preacher from Acts 2 says that it's, it's, it's a little bit what you do as a result of the identity that you might declare his praises or another version that you might proclaim his excellencies. So, all right, out of the overflow of finding my identity, first I build on Christ the cornerstone, I find my identity in Christ. And then out of that, who I am comes from Christ. Therefore, it is constantly on my lips who Jesus is, the excellencies of Christ. So it's a root system, it's a foundation in Christ. So it's not, I'm not faking it, trying to be the spiritual religious type where I'm faking something, no. It is who I am. So who I am is I'm a declarer of the praises of God or a proclaimer is the way the ESV says it, of the excellencies of Jesus. So I've got Jesus on my tongue. I'm proclaiming him, why? Because my identity is all found in him. He's my cornerstone. He tells me who I am and I can't help but just proclaim it. And this becomes the mission of a church. The mission of a church always ends in outward expression. It always ends with, we say, make a difference. It's this idea that we want to make a difference in Haiti, that we want to make a difference, that, that, that people who are in darkness may be brought to the light. So the ESV says, marvelous light. Here, I personally like the word radiant, but it's this light, right? It's that they might see the light of Jesus. So that's why we're, we're working on it. Like we're, we're, we're just saying out of, the, out of the overflow of what Christ has done for us, he, he changes us, he transforms us. We find our identity in him. That, that we might be the heralders, the proclaimers, the declarers of how awesome Jesus is with our words, yes, and our lives. What we say and what we do. We speak it and we live it. It's, it's how it plays out in our lives. And so I want you to see today, all right? I find my identity in one place, it is in Christ alone, mm, cornerstone. And just let this text, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and believe the truth about who you are, not based on, guys, it's is an easy sermon to preach and really hard reality to live. Cause you and I know that we tend to find our identity based upon, I mean, everything else right? How you look. I mean, wish I was a little bit taller. Mm. Wish I was a baller. Mm. I mean, that's been my story, right? I got to, yep. You got all these things. Uh, nope. And you have to come back to the centerpiece. Christ alone. He is central. He is the cornerstone. I find my identity in him and my, who I am is defined by the word of God and by God, not by all these other things. I'll just close my, with this story. A buddy of mine who is today a pastor in California, uh, when he was in a senior of high school, his dad was a pastor and he got caught up making some bad choices, ended up one night um, 
back seat of a police car. They called his dad. It was Easter weekend on a Saturday night. And if ever there was a time that a senior pastor who has a senior in high school gets called out at 2 a.m., like Saturday night before Easter, that's when you're the most grumpy. You know, like, what are you doing? And so he just has this story where his dad came to him and looked at him and who knows what you're gonna get in that moment where you've messed up and your behavior is not excellent. But his dad, the pastor, looked at him and he said, son, (laughs) I've never loved you more than I love you right now. You've never needed me more than you need me right now. And he said, you may have done this, but this is not who you are. And he's declaring identity. This is not who you are. I'll tell you this. We got all these things around us trying to tell us who we are. It is a battle to keep right at the center. I am defined not by my success or my failures, not by the voices that tell me I'm great or the voices that tell me I'm lacking. My identity comes from one place, Christ alone, my cornerstone. Amen? You bow your heads with me. Father, we love you. We pray that we would heed these words. Let even the phrases that Peter speaks in the word of God, let them come alive in our hearts today. Would you just confess to God places where you have found identity other than Christ? Maybe you can even remember some lies that you've believed. It's how the enemy wants to destroy you, to get you to believe lies rather than truth. Find identity in something other than Christ. Now we just give that to God. ask God to help you believe that you would find identity in Christ anew afresh this morning Jesus have your way in us God we love you you are our life you are our hope dependent on you. We lean into you. We find our strength in the good days and in the hard days in Christ alone. Maybe you're here today and you want to begin a journey with Jesus. Maybe maybe you're far from God and you just want a fresh start. You want to surrender your life to him. You want to be a follower of Jesus. You want to stop going your way and go his. If that's you, I just want you just at your seat, just repeat this prayer between you and God. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. I turn from going my way. I want to go yours. Save me. Change me. Heal me. 
me have new life in Christ. I give you my life. I want to spend eternity with you. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. Thank you that he rose from the dead. Thank you that he's alive today. Radiant Church said amen. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radiantchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radiantchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click give on our website, radiantchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.